Hi, good morning, everyone. Good morning. My name is Terry Rapley. For those that don't already know that, I'm the other Terry of today. And as usual, super excited to be up here. I'm super excited that we are dedicating this time to learning more about the Holy Spirit. If you would have told me, if you would have told me 20 years ago, 10 years ago, if you would have told me last year that I would be standing before you speaking about the Holy Spirit, I would have said you're crazy. I actually probably would have ran the other way because out of everything about God and Christianity and Jesus our Savior, the Holy Spirit has been one of the most challenging things for me to grasp. I kind of get God. I, I can understand the concept that there, there has to be someone, some divine, beautiful being that created this earth and created the human body. There, I get that there's a God. I can understand that. I can kind of understand Jesus. He was man, God, man, walking on the earth. He had a job. He was a carpenter. He wore clothes. He ate. He was around other people. I, I, I kind of understand. I can get that. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, that one is tough for me. And I've always been really challenged about what is the Holy Spirit's role and what is my role in my relationship with the Holy Spirit and how does that play into my walk with Christ? Now, I, as most of you already know, if you've heard me before, I was born, I feel like I was born into Christianity. If it's possible to be born a Christian, I know it doesn't work that way, that would be me. Initially, as a child, I, my father was a preacher at First Church of God, and then as a child, we went to Assembly of God, um, Assembly of God, we went to Bethel, and most of my adult my adult life has been spent at the vineyard. Now, at the Assembly of God, you know about the Holy Spirit. It is, it's in every service. You have uh, people will, there's a lot of speaking in tongues. There's a lot of anointing of the Spirit. Um, there's some interpretation. There's dancing in this Spirit. I'm sorry, something's going on in the back. Do we need prayer? Oh, okay. Okay, we're good. So, dancing in the Spirit, anointing in the Holy Spirit. I was very familiar with this from a very early age. I actually didn't know that there were churches that that wasn't a thing. I thought that was everywhere. What I also knew is this was something that you wanted. This is something you wanted to happen, and I thought it was a happening Therefore, what I thought was that you had to reach a certain Christian level to be able to be anointed with the Holy Spirit. Much like my beliefs about communion, I thought you had to be at a certain place to be able to receive the Holy Spirit. And to me, as a child, what I developed was the belief that you had to be perfect. Essentially, really, you had to be Jesus completely ridiculous, but that is what I believed. And I, I embraced this belief from a very early age. 
So as I was going through my Christian walk, um, I would try to be a good Christian and not sin, but it never happened. And so I kind of resigned myself to being a sideline Christian, a Christian that I just kind of have to stand back here on the sidelines. I'll go to the game every Sunday. I love the game. I read the playbook. I have my favorite players in the game. Paul's my favorite, for the record. I love that story about bad guy goes good guy from the era of his ways. I love Paul. Um, I will cheer at the game. I will try not to make the team look bad, but I just can't participate. I've tried to participate. I've tried to get off the sidelines multiple times. I think I, I think I accepted Jesus into my life around seven or eight. I don't super trust my memory, but it was somewhere around there. I'm 55. I'll do the math for you. Again, that's about 47 years that I have been a Christian. So for 47 years, I've been getting off the sidelines, running quickly back to the sidelines. And the main reason is, one, I don't stay out there very long, but two, I I don't feel like I'm equipped. I don't have the skills. I do not have the ability. This is an ongoing thing between me and God. And when I tell you guys ongoing, anytime you hear me say that, what that means is I've been having this conversation with God easily over 10 years. This specific conversation, easily over 20 years. Here's how this conversation goes. I know it by heart. God, I know you've heard this before, but I can't do it. I'm sorry. I love you. I believe in your ways. I'm going to keep trying, but I can't. I'm out. You've seen me. You've seen my history. You know I'm going to get out there and screw up. I'm going to have to stay back here where it's safe because I cannot do it. Until the thing about that is that actually I'm, I'm halfway right. I can't do it. And if I would sit still and quiet myself for a little bit, I would be able to hear Jesus say to me, you're right, you cannot do it on your own. But that wasn't our plan in the first place. That's not the way we intended it. Why do you think we sent the Holy Spirit? It's in his power you can. So what I want to share with you is a few things that I feel God has shared with me that encourages me to get off the sidelines and to stay off the sidelines a little bit longer. I want to share with you something that God did, something that Jesus said, something that also God made sure we knew in his word about what the Holy Spirit does, and something amazing. So first, what God did. In Acts 10.38, Peter says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit? 
how did I not know that? How come I never saw that before? So basically, God thought that it would be good to anoint Jesus with the Holy Spirit. If God thinks the Holy Spirit is good enough for Jesus, he's definitely good enough for me. And if the Holy Spirit had anything to do with Jesus's walk on the earth, I, I want part of that. Because Jesus did not have an easy walk while he was on the earth. And look at how he ended up sinless and blameless in a way that he could sacrifice his life for our sins. He did good. And the Holy Spirit was part of that. Then we see something Jesus said. In John, Jesus tells his disciples, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go, that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. That's kind of interesting. It's almost like Jesus saying, hey, no, listen, I need to go because I need to send in the big guns. If I go, my power is going to come to you. If I stay here, you're not going to get that. Jesus is telling us, hey, I'm going to send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. We can almost stop right there. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells his disciples, it's better for you if I go. Do we need anything more than that? Is there anything in this world more credible than those two things? No, heck no. But God loves us. He understands us human beings. So he wanted to make sure that we knew a little bit about what the Holy Spirit does. I encourage you, to seek out the Holy Spirit and find out more. I'm sharing with you a baby bit, only a teeny bit. And these are some of my favorites. What the Holy Spirit does. Again, we hear Jesus talking. When he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you, things to come. He will guide you in all truth. He's not going to steer us the wrong way. Really, if you think about it, so the Holy Spirit, he's in each of us. So as soon as we believe, every single one of you that's here today, you're here. The Holy Spirit's calling. You were called here. And it is good. This is truth. This is good truth. The other thing, I do think this is a two-sided thing. He will guide you in truth. He'll guide you in what to do, absolutely. And you can trust that. He also kind of guides us in what not to do. That's not the easy part, and we have to trust that as well. He is trustworthy. He will guide us in truth. He doesn't speak on his own authority. He, this isn't just about what the Holy Spirit wants. This is what God the Father wants. He is speaking on that, and he will tell us what to do. That's why he's here. That's how we actually can do it. Then we see in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 12, but God has revealed, he's talking about the mysteries of God to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of 
a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. This spirit, this is God's spirit. This spirit knows God. He's in us. He's revealing to us what God wants. He's searching things out on our behalf. He's talking to God. I can kind of picture it in my mind a little bit. He's going to God. God and the Holy Spirit are talking, coming down to us, telling us, kind of guiding us in truth which way to go. He's letting us know all these things that God has freely given us just by believing. Thank you for that, God. Thank you. I'm so grateful for that. And then something amazing. Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us. The Holy Spirit, the love of God. Love. I love love. But the love of God is in our hearts. And we get that through the Holy Spirit. And it's not just given to us. According to this, it is poured into us. It's not in little trickles. It's not on the faucet turned on a little bit. Poured into you. Poured into me. Thank you. I love that. So, we have what God did. He anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. We have what Jesus said. It's better for you that I go so that the helper will come. And we have what the Holy Spirit does. He guides in truth. He doesn't speak on his own authority. He searches and reveals to us the Spirit of God. And all of this is God's love for us because he loved us. I hope that today I've actually created more questions for you than answers. Because when you start searching out those answers, you have just stepped off the sidelines. I do not for one minute think that God wants us to live our Christian lives on the sidelines. I think he has more for us. I think he has a bunch of things that the Spirit will reveal to us, but we are not going to know that on the sidelines. I want to be very clear also, when I talk about getting off the sidelines, I'm not speaking solely of paying attention to your gifts and using them to build up the church, although this certainly would include that. Maybe for you the sidelines is you're holding on to something that you shouldn't. Maybe you're not answering a call. Luke was talking about earlier where you just don't go up. You know full well that God, Jesus, is telling you to go and you don't. Maybe that's where you're staying behind the sidelines. Um, maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's how you're treating someone else. Maybe it's how you talk to your spouse. I don't know. Whatever is keeping you on the sidelines, it could be a ton of things. God doesn't want you there. He doesn't. Step into his love. Experience 
his love and his beauty. And you will get that off the sidelines. And the Holy Spirit will help you. And he will help keep you off the sidelines. He loves you and he wants you. Please stand with me. I want everyone to please close your eyes for a moment and just to do a little soul search. Listen for the Holy Spirit if he if he's encouraging you to get off the sidelines because he wants more of you. He loves you. He wants you. Come. Come so that he can pour his love into you and he can just every inch from head to toe. That's what he wants. Only you know if you're on the sidelines right now. Only you know that. Take just a moment. Seek, Holy Spirit, thank you for filling this room. Guide us in your truth. Help us get off the sidelines. Help us just step in to your holy, beautiful spirit. Praise you, Heavenly Jesus. Thank you, Father. You know, uh, Terry and I were talking this week about how um, just always wanting to be really intentional about um, giving space for us to be able to respond to what the Holy Spirit's doing, you know? Like every every Sunday, one of the things that I've found just absolutely marvelous over, you know, 25 years of ministry is that God's always doing, like, a lot of different things in the room. So, like, God might be bringing healing in your in your life and then another person might be experiencing conviction and another person might have like the lord laying someone on their heart god's able to do all these different things simultaneously because he is god and we are not right and so just as we just take a a few more moments just to be able to position our hearts to be able to hear from god and receive from him Um, we do just pray that ancient prayer, one of the favorite prayers we have in the vineyard, which is, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We pray for you to come right now, Lord, not because we don't realize that the Bible teaches that you are already here, that you dwell in your people, but we pray that prayer because we want you to know that we desire your activity right now. And just as we were, we were standing, I, I had a couple of things that I felt like the Lord wanted us to pray into. Um, you know, so if, it's, if it helps you to, to hear and to posture your heart just by keeping your eyes closed, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, but I had this sense that, um, like for years in my life, um, I, you know, I hung out in a lot of churches that are like ours, charismatic, Holy Spirit stuff was always happening. And I wouldn't ever have any like, you know, manifestations or phenomenons or like moments where I was like, oh man, God just totally showed up. It always happened to people around me. And so the natural uh, challenge for me was I was always asking what was wrong with me. (laughs) Like, God, what's wrong with me? Why don't you love me in, you know, like allow me to experience those things? And, And years, you know, went by and um, the more I study the Bible and the more that I really 
you know, was developing my theological, um, I guess, my theology, the more I realized that, um, you know, not everybody's going to have the same experience as the people around us. Like, that's really important for us to realize. What God's doing in the person next to you might be totally different than what God's doing in your life, and that's okay. Um, because it's not one size fits all. Like, discipleship is not one size fits all. Um, but here's the other thing. I realized that for a long time, I, I essentially was like sitting the bench. That's the language I used. You know, it was, I was sidelined. I was sitting the bench because I felt like, well, I can't really start serving God and doing, you know, doing things for God until I have paid, paid some dues here because I have done some naughty, naughty things. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh, God, God would never, ever use me and minister to me um, and minister through me to other people. And what I found was that that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not at all what the Bible teaches. And so I just had this suspicion that there's a few of us in this room that maybe that's where you're at. Like you're sidelined, not because God sidelined you, but because you feel like you've sidelined yourself. Is there anybody that can, would identify and say, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, a few of us. Yeah. Is there anybody who's just totally unwilling to lift their hands? Yeah. I like how a couple of you actually lifted your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, I'm opposed to lifting my hands, but I'm doing it right now. Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. Uh, let's pray. So pray for a couple things. First of all, if you're here this morning and you, like, you totally connect with that, you understand that there's been times where you've sidelined yourself, you've put yourself on, on the bench because you feel like God doesn't love you. I'm going to pray right now for you to experience what Terry just shared for Romans 5, that the love of God would be poured out into your heart. We're going to pray for that. That's number one. And then number two, I, had, uh, I just had a suspicion, again, I just sensed that, that uh, there's some other things that some folks in this room need prayer for. Like you've came and you have, heavy, you have a heavy heart, and there's some things that are really just like taxing you. You have, maybe it's your situation at work, maybe it's your situation with some relationships you're in. I, I just felt like there's just a heaviness. And I don't know all the details, but I do know that I think that God wants to meet you right where you're at right now. He, he really does. And so um, I want to say a couple things about our church for a minute, and then we're going to pray. Um, our, our church community, there's a couple things that are really important to us. Um, you know, come Holy Spirit is one of our values, right? We pray that all the time. Another value we have is the idea that everyone gets to play. And the reason why we think that everybody gets to participate in God's kingdom is because of the Holy Spirit. So there's no superstars in this room. There's nobody in this room that's like got, you know, better connection to God than other people. God, God can actually minister through anybody in this room. The Holy Spirit is the equalizer, right? And so here's what I want to do. We're just going to take a, a, just a couple minutes right now. Uh, and pray for each other. Um, but earlier I mentioned this idea that God gives grace to the humble. And anytime we, we like acknowledge our need and we say, yeah, I, I would like prayer or I need grace, it's super scary and it, takes, it definitely takes courage. But I want to tell you right now, I've done it before. I've been so scared to do that. I haven't felt comfortable receiving prayer and I'm like wrestling with it and I don't want to lift my hand or I don't want to go forward. But when I do, 100% of the time, I meet God. 100% of the time. And it's because other people step 
alongside me and will pray for me, and that's where God meets me. So here's what I want to do. If you're here this morning and any of those things at all connect with where you're at, if, you, if you're like, yeah, I've, been, I've sidelined myself because I don't feel like God really loves me enough to be able to minister through me, if that's you. If you're here this morning and you have a heaviness, you've got some situations that are super challenging, you don't know how you're going to make it, you don't know how you're going to pay your bills, you don't know how you're going to deal with the person that you're ready to strangle, all those things, we're going to take a moment and pray. So if you're here and any of those things connect with you, would you just put your hand up right now? Just he had a humility to say, yeah, God, I want, I, want some, I want to receive from you. Okay, keep your hand up for a minute. Okay, so here's the deal. This is the everyone gets to play thing. If your hand's not up and your life is going great, everything is perfect, the Holy Spirit is constantly ministering to you and, you, and you see somebody near you with their hand up, okay? Just, you can open your eyes. It's totally okay uh, to open your eyes. Look around and see somebody's hand up. Okay, here's what we're going to do. This is where we get to be the church. Um, if you see someone around you with their hand up, would you move over to them and just place your hand on their shoulder? Don't get weird. Okay? If you see anybody in the room that's got their... Keep your hand up. All right, Toby. Ray, yeah, Ray, you got Toby? All right, cool. Because we want to be able to pray for... Is there some folks in the back that have their hands up? Okay, Sean, I don't know, Lindsay, okay. This is like important for us as a church, okay? Shannon, Wes, get in the game. Come on, go find somebody. Look right behind you, boom, found him for you. That's how good of a Christian I am. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, okay, so here, so like maybe you're, you might even have your shoulder, your hand on someone's shoulder right now, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm literally getting off the sidelines, I'm in the game, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Okay, here's what, this is the easiest thing to pray, I'm going to tell you right now. You just pray, come Holy Spirit. Just do that right now, come Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, we just learned, searches all things, right? So come Holy Spirit right now. And then this is my, my second prayer. These are like the two, these are like the best prayers. Come Holy Spirit and let your kingdom come. God, would you let your kingdom come right now all over this room? Mm. God, would you, would you minister to us right now in this place? Father, I pray uh, for those in this room who are standing right now. Maybe they're not even able to stand, but they, they are struggling to know your love. Would you, Holy Spirit, pour out your spirit? God, pour out your spirit right now and fill our hearts with your love right now. I pray for healing right now, that you bring healing where it's needed, that you'd bring peace where peace is needed, and that you would help everybody in this room right now to know your love and to also have a sense of calling and their, their, their responsibility they have in your kingdom. I pray, Lord, that you would... Uh, also, just um, provide direction in some of those challenging, weighty things that we're facing right now. And if you have your hand on someone's shoulder right now, would you just, just pray? It's super. Come, Holy Spirit. Let your kingdom come. God, minister to this person. You can use your own words right now.
All right, just just checking in. Does, would anybody right now say that they feel like they experienced God's presence in a unique way? Just anybody? Yeah? Okay, hey, hey, focus. How, anybody else? Who else? Who would say that, yeah, I think I might have experienced God. I, I feel loved more. I feel some healing, just out of curiosity. Okay, cool. See, like God does stuff, right? That's <laughs> pretty cool. All right. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray. I'm going to close this in prayer real quick. And this is what I want to say, though, for us. Some of you guys here, uh, our final prayer lights go on, and you guys take off faster than I've ever seen anybody. I'm like, whoa! You know? And like, if I'm hungry, I'm like, yeah, get out. But I'm not hungry right now, okay? So it's totally okay to hang out, talk to some people. We're going to turn the lights on in a minute, okay? And if, if you're, get to know somebody. You know, if you're an introvert and you're like, no, I can't. That's totally okay. We're not going to judge you. I'm going to judge you. No one else will judge you. Uh, but stick around. Get to know somebody. But God, I pray, Lord, that you'd bless everybody in this room. Lord, that as we've gathered together to experience your presence, your power, your love, your grace, your mercy, and your truth. Lord, I pray that those things that are transforming us into the image of Jesus that, Lord, as we go out into the community around us, that we would carry that love that we have been given and we would give it away. Lord, that we would be change in your pocket and you can spend us wherever you want. God, I pray just a blessing on everybody. I thank you for all that you've done for us. We are so grateful. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.